Mental health and suicide can be challenging topics to talk about, especially with young people. Unseen is an award-winning short film that has been created specifically for that purpose. The film and accompanying resources were created to help you have a hopeful conversation with someone who is struggling. Unseen has been shown to thousands of young people across the U.S. and Ireland and sparked countless positive conversations leading to openness and vulnerability. Download the film and resources for free at unseenfilm.org. Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture podcast show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Our Lady Queen of Peace House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. The teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. You can find today's recording, The Peace of Living God's Will, Episode 20, at evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. And now, here's Father David. Good day to everyone. As we continue the process of understanding and deepening uh, our personal ability to grasp what it means to live in God's will and to find blessing and joy and peace and love in, in living God's will, myself, and in relationship to others. A number of years when I was stationed, a number of years back when I was stationed at Franciscan University of Steubenville, I was serving in the Christian Renewal Center, and within the Renewal Center there was uh, two small households in the center that were training households for other students in living the household life. One of the women in the woman's household was a very capable, holy woman leader whose name was Sister Anne Shields. She is now a part of the sisterhood in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and serves in the Ralph Martin Ministries. Sister Anne was asked by Father Michael Scanlon to pick a woman up at the Pittsburgh airport whose name was Mother Teresa of Calcutta a benefactor at the university, a personal friend of Mother Teresa, asked her if she would come to the graduation and receive the Pavarello Medal, a Medal of Honor the university gave each year in the spirit of the poor man of Assisi, Francis. It is a medal given uh, to uh, someone who's made a major contribution to the service of the poor. Now, Sister Anne herself in those days made public this story, and she has presented it a number of times. Everything went well at the airport, and they were on their way back to the university and crossing over the bridge from Weirton, West Virginia, to Steubenville, Ohio. At that time, all the still mills were producing at full tilt, and the Ohio Valley was saturated with heavy pollution 
heavy air pollution. It seems that Sister Anne, in making conversation with Mother Teresa, mentioned that what a shame it was that all of this pollution was being poured out upon the community. Mother Teresa's response was something like this. I really wouldn't know because God hasn't called or asked me to take responsibility for that. Very interesting response. When we are looking to discern and know God's practical will in our lives, we very much need to know two things. First, that the goal of knowing knowing God's will is to give greater and honor and glory to God. And the second is to know what God has given me responsibility for in my life and what he has not. In this tumultuous time in society, when many individuals take self-appointed responsibility about many things and make negative judgments about almost everything, those of us who are concerned about discerning God's practical will in our lives need to refrain from that thinking, speaking, and behavior. Quote, Through the mercy of God, offer your bodies as a spiritual sacrifice, pleasing to God your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed in the renewal of your minds so that you know God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. See Romans 12, verses 1 to 3. There are many big There are many things, big and little, that we need to uh, consult the Lord about. The big things would be some things like this. Vocation. Who should my friends be? Permanent friends. Who do I want to spend the rest of my life with? What is the vision and goals of our family life? What educational opportunities should we seek for our children? Do we want to homeschool the children? Job? What career path should I choose? Professional training? Where I live? What kind of car should I buy? Finances? When should I retire? Etc. Little things then, on the other hand, are still very important. Our personal daily things that are at the heart of our life and relationships. For example, what are my priorities? Do I have them listed? Do I know what they are? Spending time with the kids, frequent prayer time, making sure we get a vacation, amount of sports activities for the kids, support relationships, exercise, nutrition, special time with my husband or wife, etc. There are many choices of an ongoing nature which we need to make as time moves forward. However, fundamental underlying reality is this. If I do not have a continual personal relationship with God in which I daily walk in communication, how is it possible to do good discernment and to know God's personal will in my life? The servant of the Lord needs to try and keep watch over his actions, interior as well as exterior. Always being careful, using common sense and working toward and maintaining
purity of heart. One should seek to maintain peace of mind and heart in attempting to always know the gracious will of God, saying within oneself, O Lord, what do you will me to do now? Will it please you if I do this or that? For the Lord himself speaks through interior inspiration to a person's heart, saying or giving a sense of doing this or leaving that undone. When one feels that the Lord wills or permits him to do anything, one would be wise to speak in this way, in this humble way. Lord, do this in me and through me. But if one perceives that the particular thing does not please the Lord, he should immediately deny himself or herself and should leave the thing undone, however small it may seem. See Bloisius the Venerable in the Magnificat, Volume 20, May 2018, page 369. <clears throat> it is good as if we have an open and peaceful attitude in seeking God's will in our daily life. It is important to be willing to choose what God wants, even if it is not what I want. A loving heart desires above all to please the Lord and listen carefully to God's guidance and direction. When we choose in faith what God wants, we may feel drawn to an option, and then God gives us a sense. We just know with a peaceful certitude this is what God wants. You will feel it when it happens. Some articles, let's look at this a little bit more specifically in relationship to interior feelings. Some articles on discerning God's will mention two states of the inner person, the state of consolation, a sense of well-being and grace and light, a desolation, a sense of darkness and hesitation and uncertainty. Actually, I think it's a little more involved than that. I find it useful to identify three states, actually three states of this inner life of or soul. Revelation, consolation, and desolation. Why is that? Because we are speaking about a beautiful dynamic relationship where the Lord and the person are working together to seek and discover the truth of God's will in very practical circumstances. Revelation is important. It is knowing how to receive and understand all the tender and merciful ways in which God naturally communicates with us as a person. This requires a personal knowledge and a loving relationship with the Lord. Consolation is the second state, feeling state. This would consist in an inner peace where the soul experiences the blessing, the consolation, the gentle love and mercy of the Lord. You know it when you feel it. The third state is desolation which can be characterized by a certain sadness, uh, a lack of the experience of heavenly love and grace, uh, spiritual dryness, sometimes a feeling of spiritual emptiness and disturbance. It is good to peacefully be attentive 
as to what state of spiritual experience one is going through, and sometimes they are overlapping and they happen together. Sometimes, that's what discernment is about, knowing how to sort that out. Sometimes there could be a subtle shifting back and forth. The important thing when discerning specific things is to look for a consistency. If desolation seems to be around too long, ask the Lord to remove what is causing this gentle, sometimes painful darkness. Sometimes it's the Lord who's allowing it because he wants us to grow in trusting him in faith no matter what. This interaction of these three spiritual feeling states is a normal way the person in grace relates to the inner mystery of grace and the action of the Lord and the Spirit in the inner person. For example, discerning the will of God in relationship to deciding to leave one job and take another. Be patient and look for recurring patterns. Consolation and desolation are a normal part of the spiritual life. In fact, they come and go interiorly all the time. Our decisions and choices are not just based on feelings, but on revealed and reasonable guidance and truth communicated to us by the Lord. And seeking the good advice of others is important. The good Lord does, does speak to our interior being and to our mind. These states of human beingness are very useful in discerning God's practical will for our life and to having the peace to know that this is what God wants me to do. When God reveals his will, we just know it. He has built us as humans to be in communication with him and being a knowing relationship with him. Actually, he likes us. He enjoys us. He wants to be with us. All the time. He wants to be close to us. If we need further confirmation about our decision, about what job the Lord wants us to take, we may turn to a more analytical approach. And this is a description, a, sim- a summary of the analytical approach. An analytical approach should be used when it's helpful or when you are seeking confirmations of decisions you want to make or have made because you believe this is what God's will is now in this particular situation. Here is an example. I'm leaving my educational superintendent position in Lake Andes and I'm going to accept the offer I have received from this for the same position in Plankington, South Dakota. All my prayer, advice, and considerations have pointed significantly to making this change. I see it as God's will for me and my family at this time in my life. The pay is about the same. This is where my family has lived for years. I feel called to serve the folks in that surrounding community. And besides that, I will have more time to take care of some cows that I have on my property. However, I want to be sure, and I don't want to hurt the folks in Lake Andes. They have been good to me and very supportive of my family. This decision is going to help me and my family, number one, give greater glory to God as we serve, 
And number two, to get a sense of what his will is for us. Tonight, my wife and I have set aside a couple of hours to do this discernment and seek to give greater glory to God in our service here. But again, I want to be sure this is what God's will is for me and my family at this time. Some say that when you are evaluating one's strengths and weaknesses in it, what a person needs who's doing this evaluation goes to use the pros and cons in an analytical method, but they write the pros first and then later the things against, the cons. The things for, pros, then later the cons, things against. However, when we are doing discernment, it is more useful and accurate if we write down and seek first the fact that we are looking for the glory of God and serving him faithfully, and we want to use this method. The following is a suggested method which has worked for us in determining, I'm giving an example now, in determining God's will in other situations. We did this a number of years back when we moved from Chicago to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Boy, it worked for us like a charm. We had no doubt about our move here. Tonight, we will get the kids settled and retire to the study and each spend about 15 or 20 minutes thanking and praising the Lord for all the good, being grateful, grateful and appreciative for all the good he has brought into our lives. With the Bible and notebook in hand, we will seek first the word inviting the Lord to give us any scripture which may assist us in seeking his glory and his will. Then we will write down together the cons and list everything, no matter how small they are when they come to us. And we will turn the paper over and list all the pros. In these situations, sometimes the will of God is confirmed quickly and his glory becomes very evident and we have a deep sense of peace. Then we will have a peaceful and relatively short discussion about what the Lord showed to both of us. When we have done this in other instances, his will becomes very clear in a short period of time. We pull together all the specific aspects and give, that gives us a clear, unified vision of our family and the specific choices we need to make if, for some reason, the certainty we are seeking does not materialize, we will let the discernment rest for a day or so and then come back and do it again. However, only in a few instances have we needed to do it a second time. In the end, we could confirm what we believe to be God's glory and will for us in the next leg of the journey of being missionary disciples in God's call, merciful servants for this season of our lives. <clears throat> this method is a good one to use in periods of tranquility, when our hearts are at peace and free from disturbing feelings or passions, which may have undue influence on our choices or decisions. The pros and cons, <clears throat> excuse me, should be based should be spiritually based and not centered on personal preferences such as financial conditions, 
or levels of comfort. After we make the list of items, there are two ways to arrive at choices or decisions. In a spirit of prayer, we place ourselves before the options. We seek honestly and clearly what the Lord wants, without any attachments or hidden motives. We then humbly ask the Lord to move us toward these options, which will bring him the most glory. And then after considering each pro and con, we make our choice at the right time. And then ask the Lord to confirm our choices with the gift of internal, spiritual, supernatural peace. Assuring the Lord of our love for him and a deep desire to do his will. Sometimes the Lord withholds that sense of peace, but he has given us in common sense, which is a good way to define discernment, exactly what we should do. And we should see that also as God giving us direction and insight into his will. Now let's look at, as we get close to the end here, some various considerations. When we have several goods and equally positive options, for example, marriage or religious life or whatever, God gives us the freedom to choose. This is in the big things. For example, we are discerning between these two equally good options. God will give us the freedom to choose which one is most in our heart. Whatever the choice and decision one makes, he will bless it with an abundant grace and all that we need to gain our salvation. Quote, But store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth or decay destroys, nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. See Matthew 6, 20, 21, and 7, 21, 22. As I said before, consolations and desolations can be experienced for no apparent reason. When both are spiritually in consolation and desolation, and you are looking to make a right choice, pray about your desired choice, Look for a pattern to see if it is consistent and present your choice to God in prayer. Sometimes you may see clearly how God is giving you direction and may teach you more about engaging in consultation with the Lord. God doesn't get upset when we make mistakes. This is usually frequent. The choice is to keep seeking God's will. Most decisions are changeable or reversible. Much of our choices depends deeply on trusting in the Lord and his providence and his loving intervention in our life, which in our society today is very difficult for us. If you are having trouble discerning a direction, wait and continue to pray. The Lord will show you the way. There are specific principles for discerning God's will. The choice and action I am considering, is this going to bring me closer to the Lord and advance God's plan for my life and for those who, for whom I have significant responsibility? My vocational choices are important. 
because it is in that context that the practical decisions of practicing God's will in my daily life are found, primarily. There are many goods. Which of these are going to bring greater glory to God? Importance of prayer cannot be overemphasized. It surrenders our own will to the action of God's loving will. It eliminates from our lives the things that would hinder union with God and strengthen our desire that all the good things we do should be done for his honor and glory. In conclusion, these two attitudes need to be in our thinking. What seems to be the best way of these possible goods for me to give the greater glory to God? And how am I going to serve God and constantly seek his glory in my life and his practical will in my life and the life and well-being of my family? The second one is to really want to do the best that God wants for us in life. Because I know and trust the Lord and has the greatest good for me and my family. He loves us and pours out his grace upon us and gives us all we need to do to do his will if we just seek him in the practical areas of our lives. May God bless you as we pray. Dear Lord, since we desire to be in communion with you, Father, and you, Jesus, we pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate fruitfully in our personal lives and the relationships and to be active in us as we make the choices and decisions which are most pleasing to you. We deeply thank you for your love and care and we thank you and appreciate our lives and our relationships. We especially thank you for the spiritual gifts of wisdom, understanding, discernment, and peace. And we pray for abundant peace in our minds and hearts as we move forward to serve and build the kingdom of God in our world, but most especially in our personal situations. We ask you to be with us constantly in all our efforts to please you and to love our brothers and sisters and do the appropriate mercy works to which you would call us. And we pray this prayer in the name of our glorious risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at frdavidjt at gmail.com. And be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.